pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And I do mean the low 60s. So we've got a front that's been uh, hanging out to our northwest, and that front is going to be passing through our area. And that's really the triggering mechanism. As you know, the air has been super wet with all the humidity in the air, so there's been plenty there for it to rain on us. But we've been in this drought because there hasn't been a triggering mechanism. Well, the triggering mechanism is showing up in the form of this front that's coming through. So today, cloudy couple of showers and heavy thunderstorms. The thunderstorms can bring flash flooding, isolated damaging wind gusts. High today about 76. Again, that's going to be midday. And then the temperatures fall as the day goes on. We'll be in the 60s, probably low 60s this afternoon when you drive home. And then tonight, cloudy and cooler with a couple of showers and thunderstorm about 59. And then the rain continues into tomorrow. Now, for the rest of the day tomorrow, mostly cloudy and cool and some showers, especially in the morning on a high of 68. And then it kind of dries out a little bit as the week goes on. Full details coming up for you. Trey Ware here, KTSA. There's Chris. There's Don. There's Elaine. And the phones are always open at 210-599-5555 as we uh, start to dig into the stack of headlines and what's going on in your news for a Monday. It is uh, April 25th at 509. 70% say the country is headed in the wrong direction. A brand new Associated Press NORC poll is out this morning. Now, the Associated Press is a left-wing news organization. So for them to put out a poll that's critical of this president, it's quite an outstanding uh, thing. Uh, You know the numbers really have to be bad if the Associated Press is joining and saying that it's bad. They don't have a choice in the matter. They have to say it's bad because it is bad. Record inflation, gas prices, 70% 70% said we're heading in the wrong direction under Joe Biden. 93% of Republicans, that's expected. But here's where it gets funky for Joe. 72% of independents say we are heading in the wrong direction. And 49%, half of Democrats say we're headed in the wrong direction as a country under Joe Biden. When you look at three-quarters of independents... And half of Democrats saying we are headed in the wrong direction under this president, and this president is responsible for inflation and and the other issues that we are, high high gas prices and everything that we are dealing with. This guy's in deep doo doo. Seventy percent overall describe the nation's economy as very poor. Sixty six percent disapprove of his, of Biden's handling of the economy, and fifty four percent disapprove of his overall job as president. And in other polls we've seen his approval rating down around thirty, thirty two, etc. So uh he he's uh, really in trouble. And we do not yet have the multiple millions of illegal aliens are going to start showing up in various counties and uh primarily all over texas and a lot of these counties that could be counted on to vote democrat are certainly not this go-round because they have had their communities and their counties absolutely decimated by illegal aliens who have come into the area and 
Things like, just give you an example. I mean, we talk about the crime and we talk about the drugs that come across and, and those kind of things, and all that is true. Let me just give you an example. The wait times at emergency rooms have quadrupled for citizens, people who are paying the tab, people who live here in these counties throughout Texas. They're having to wait four times longer than they used to to get in to see a doctor, and the waits were always super long at emergency rooms. But now those emergency rooms are packed with illegal aliens, many of them pregnant, having anchor babies. Uh, You're not supposed to say that. Having babies that will make them automatic citizens and their families automatic citizens of this country eventually. That's what's going on. And so citizens of this country and people who live in those communities can't get into to the hospital on a, to, to the uh, to the emergency room. An- another example, the classrooms, because we have to give everybody here have to give them a free education. So now classroom size has at least doubled and in some cases tripled or quadrupled, and they don't speak English. So. What's happening is, in order to give these children of illegal immigrants, these illegal immigrant children, to give them the education that is demanded by law, they're having to take and focus more attention on those children because they're way behind and they don't speak English. And the other children who are kiddos of citizens who are here in the country legally and who grew up here and are taxpayers paying the bills for the schools their children are falling behind in school because they're not getting the instruction those are just two examples of what's going on right now with this influx and it hasn't even started in a big way i mean with the millions that joe biden has already brought in here and has done the what I just described all across the fruited plain, but by primarily right here in Texas. Um, there's more to come. In fact, they are talking about when I say they, it's the Biden administration says there are six thousand illegal immigrants in Tijuana right now. That's just on the other side of San Diego, and they're sitting there waiting. And when Title Forty Two goes away, they're just going to step across the line, and they're in the country, and they can stay. 6,000 of them, the Biden administration announced over the weekend. Yep, it's 6,000 just sitting there. Do you remember the Del Rio uh, Bridge last year? Yeah. Well, that's we're, we're talking about that right now in Tijuana, and they're just going to step across and ride into San Diego, and the, now they're here. As soon as Title 42 goes away at the end of next month, so much so to the point where Democrat Henry Cuellar is sounding like a conservative Republican these days, He said, what we're seeing is literally an open border. This is Henry Cuellar, Democrat. He said, it's an open border. And the Biden administration's metric for handling the situation post-Title 42 is, quote, how do we move the migrants faster from the border to the interior of the United States? Not how do we keep them out. Not how do we change this. Nothing like that. He said this is a situation where the Border Patrol is going to continue to be overwhelmed. He said he's seen the Biden administration's post-Title 42 plan, that he's looked at it, and part of it means they want to bring officers from the northern part over to the southern area, and it's only going to be temporary. And the metric they're looking at is how do we move the migrants faster from the border to the interior of the country? As we've been telling you, they've been doing it by airplane and by bus and, you know, however else they can do it. Well, they're going to pick that up. They are now uh, chartering even more airplanes, chartering even more buses to bring more of them into the country. So when you hear me say this administration 
is the final chain in a human smuggling operation that begins in some other country. But when they get here, they essentially are handed off to this administration as the final chain in or link in a chain of human smuggling. That's the only thing you can call it. The Biden administration, whoever this all is in the Biden administration, from Mayorkas to Biden himself and I guess Obama and everybody else that's in this administration, running this administration, Ron Klain and everybody, they're all involved in a human smuggling operation, bringing these people into the country illegally, and they're with their goal being to settle them across the country in various areas, by the way, so that they have the opportunity to vote. I'm going to get into that a little bit later on. But the Texas Attorney General, Ken Paxton, filed a lawsuit yesterday against the Biden administration over the Title 42 ending alleging the administration did not consider the possible consequences of ending the order and it did not follow notice and comment requirements. It failed to follow the Administrative Procedures Act. The defendants unlawfully disregarded the APA's notice and comment requirements, says the lawsuit. They refused to consider numerous factors of crucial importance to their rulemaking and they laid bare the incoherence of their decision-making, says the lawsuit that Ken Paxton filed. Basically, for half of that, what he is saying is, while demanding masks on U.S. citizens, illegal aliens have no mandates whatsoever on them. There's not a mask requirement on them. There's not a vax requirement. There's no requirement on illegal aliens to come into the country. That's half of what he's saying. The other half has to do with uh, the, the judge who said the mask mandates need to go away. Remember that whole thing two weeks ago, the 35-year-old Trump appointee judge? And everybody freaked out about her and said, oh, she's playing politics. And Anthony Fauci, again over the weekend, said, my word and my decisions are more important than hers when it comes to public health policy. I make the rules, not her. Well, quite frankly, he's wrong. He's dead wrong. The fact of the matter is, when you look at this, the Administrative Procedures Act says that these organizations, such as the CDC, or in this case, this lawsuit, the Biden administration has to follow certain procedures. They have to post their change, they have to have a period of comment from us, and then they have to make this decision based on a coherent plan. None of that was done in ditching Title 42, according to this lawsuit. So we'll just have to see where all that goes. But uh, a lot of stuff happening this weekend concerning that. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. We got uh, a hero that passed away this past weekend down in the river. And uh, another hero to a lot of folks up in the U.S. Senate passed away. Uh, this weekend as well. So we'll tell you who that is and what's been going on. We'll take your calls and your AccuWeather forecast coming. This is Jamie Markley, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. We created the safest border in the history of our country. They created the most unsafe border, perhaps, anywhere in the world. I don't think there's a border in the world that looks like that. Third world nations have better borders than we do right now. He's Chris, she's Elaine, he's Don, and I'm Trey. 210-599-5555. A real hero. National Guard Specialist Bishop Evans passed away, or is missing. They believe he has passed away and drowned. Presumably jumping into the Rio Grande to save illegal immigrants from drowning. Folks, this happens all the time. I'm talking about jumping in to save these folks. Uh, sometimes we're able to get out there in boats, sometimes on floaties of some kind, but sometimes just jumping in and pulling these folks out of the Rio Grande, which will suck them down eventually and take them downstream, and they 
they end up drowning. So our guys are lifesavers down there. They're not just there trying to defend our border. They are there saving lives of these illegal immigrants who keep coming and they come and they come and they come and they come. And sometimes they get caught in the currents. And that's when our guys, like National Guard Specialist Bishop Evans, jump in to save them. Bishop Evans is a real hero. In fact, there was a tweet from Governor Greg Abbott last night. Texas National Guard Specialist Bishop Evans is a hero who risked his life in service to Texas and America. Law enforcement and rescue teams continue a relentless search for him. Join us in prayer for a successful recovery. Initial information has led them to believe two of the illegal immigrants who were in the current that Bishop Evans jumped in to save were drug smugglers. Makes it even worse, doesn't it? When you find out not only were these guys coming into the country illegally, but they were bringing drugs into the country to kill our children. Call it what it is. When these guys are bringing drugs into the country, they're bringing the drugs in to kill our children. Because our children are ingesting these drugs and they're dying. You can't say it anywhere, anywhere else. So he jumped in and saved the lives of guys who were bringing drugs in that would have killed our children. Evans is believed to have drowned while rescuing these illegal immigrants attempting to cross the deadly river. Former U.S. Senator Orrin Hatch is dead at 88. Hatch was first elected to the Senate in 1976. He served until his retirement in 2018, 750 bills. He sponsored or co-sponsored the greatest number of bills to be signed into law by any U.S. senator in history, according to the Hatch Foundation. He was instrumental in getting the 2017 tax cuts and the Jobs Acts passed through Congress that we all benefited from, by the way, because it lowered the cost of doing business, which lowered our costs exponentially, which meant we weren't paying as much for the hamburger. $35 for two Chick-fil-A sandwiches, two drinks, two orders of fries this weekend. I said, nope. Made moan right here. Former President Donald Trump awarded Hatch the Presidential Medal of Freedom in November of 2018 after his retirement from the Senate. After location upheaval, little Bobby O'Rourke, Robert Francis O'Rourke, the fake Mexican who wants to be your governor. I told you on Friday how he was looking around. I got to try to find a place in Comal County. I got to try to find a place in Comal County, and no place would have him in Comal County. They <laughs> didn't want him in Comal County. Well, that's not true. The Democratic women of Comal County wanted him, so they were on their knees begging. Can you come here to Canyon High School? Nope. Can you come here to New Braunfels High School? Nope. Can you come over here to this place? Nope. What about that place? Nope. And he came down to Friday afternoon, and they had absolutely nowhere for Francis O'Rourke to go. Nobody wants to hear his Hate America uh, message in Comal County. Comal County, the people up there love America. They love America. They love our state. They love their guns. <laughs> you know, all the stuff that Bobby Francis O'Rourke hates, like this country, like this state, like the fact that you're a gunner, all those things that he hates, and his message of hate about America, how much he hates America, and how much he hates this state and the way we are. Here, you really suck if you have a gun. We're going to take your gun away. Nobody in Comal County wants to hear that crap. <laughs> so they, they just basically didn't have a welcome mat until finally somebody with a home said, please come over here. I, I guess Democrat opened their home up and had uh, donors come and, uh, you know, write big fat checks to it. 
By the way, uh, most of his money comes from out of the state. Most of it comes from George Soros. Most of it comes from people out in California, out of state, trying to get him elected uh, to be governor of the state of Texas. You always got to wonder why that is. N- nobody in the in the media that he'll talk to will actually ask him that question. Hey, Bobby, how come most of your money comes from out of Texas? Why do the people outside of Texas want you to be governor of Texas so bad? Nobody asked him that question. Anyway, he uh, he attacked Texas on voter participation, saying that we're a bunch of racists in Texas and we suppress voter uh, suppress voter participation in the state of Texas. Uh, abortion rights. He thinks abortion ought to be available anytime, any place, for any reason. Medical care. Uh, he just went on and on this week, and I really don't care what he's what what he's got to say. I just thought it was very interesting. Comal County has not elected a Democrat to local office since the early 1990s, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. Quick break. Brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. We are not going to use your tax dollars to teach our kids to hate this country or to hate each other. Uh, man, you know what I want to do? Chris, if you don't mind, I, I want to go ahead and play that whole thing. It's 44 seconds long, and that's longer than we normally do. Chris does a great job at uh, you know picking the nugget out of what these guys are saying and delivering that to you in five seconds or less. Uh, so 45 will seem like, uh, like an eternity, but... I want, I want you to hear the entire thing that he had to say. That's Governor Ron DeSantis, and I'm Trey Ware, and right over there is Don, and he's Chris, and Elaine is here as well. Uh, but as we go through uh, what is probably one of the biggest stories in the country today, and that's what's going on in Florida with Ron DeSantis and some of the changes that he is making in the state of Florida are bringing more freedom and more faith and more opportunity for people of all races, of all backgrounds, of all genders to the state of Florida. And he's bringing uh, liberty and freedom and and, uh, traditional values back to the state of of Florida. And he is wrestling bit by bit and piece by piece Florida back from the lunatic left. And that includes the Disney Corporation. So Friday was a gigantic day in, in Florida, basically... 55 years ago when Walt Disney was building, and then he died early on, so the family took it over, and Roy Disney, his his brother, and then the, the corporation itself built Disney World in Florida. Um, what they did was they went to uh, the state at the time and the governor of the time in Florida and said, how about we self-govern? How about we build our own water infrastructure and our own fire and our own police force, et cetera, and then we'll pay ourselves our own taxes. We won't pay those taxes to the state of Florida, and we'll take care of all this ourselves. And at that time, the state of Florida jumped on it because they just had a bunch of alligators in, a, in, in marshland. That's all it was, it was a bayou. And they said, yeah, sure, happy to, happy to go with that. Let's, let's, let's make that happen. Well, of course, uh, Disney has avoided paying billions and billions and billions and billions in taxes, and now Disney has decided that they are going to be the most woke, uh, leftist, lunatic voice in Florida and possibly in a, in a lot of the country. Uh, their current CEO, who I don't anticipate will be CEO much longer after his contract is up in a year or so, I believe that they're going to try to replace Bob Pe- uh, Chapek with uh, somebody who is going to take them back to their original design, which is uh, creating an atmosphere for families to enjoy wholesome entertainment and an escape 
from the wacky politics and the idiocy and lunacy of the world and wars and rumors of wars and an economy that's up and down, you're supposed to step onto Main Street, and all of that is supposed to be gone. And it was that way. I've been there dozens and dozens. I'll have to ask my wife. But I've been there dozens and dozens of times since their first year that they opened. I was there, uh, I guess it was uh, February of 72, so just months after they opened. Dozens and dozens and dozens of times I've been there, and I've never seen it like this. So uh, they have decided that they are going to play in the political game in a big way. They are going after Ron DeSantis. They're going after the parental rights bill. And they are pushing this agenda that says that teachers should talk to children in school about sex. Well, let me tell you something. If you're an adult and you're not the parent of that child and you're talking to that child about sex, then I consider you a pedophile. Full stop. You're a sicko and a pedophile if you're talking to a child who is not your own child about sex. These issues are reserved for parents and parents only. And they stop in this law, this parental rights law, rights law it stops at nine years old. I think it ought to go all the way through 12th grade. I don't care what happens in, in university. But after that, you know, I think it ought to go all the way through 12th grade. No adult other than mom or dad should have that conversation with their child. So the legislature in, uh, in Florida passed a law that said, uh, passed a bill that said uh, Disney is going to lose this self-governing and they're going to have to pay taxes just like anybody else, just like any other uh, organization or businesses down there. Along with this, they banned the teaching of CRT in Florida. And as we know, CRT teaches white children you're a racist because you're white. Teaches black children that you are oppressed because you're black. And that's just the way it is. Your skin is a specific color. So you are this as a result. That's what CRT teaches. Here in Texas, it is uh, banned as well, but teachers, administrators, and NGOs, these non-governmental organizations, have found a way to get around the ban, and they are still assigning reading. They are still teaching CRT to our children here in the state of Texas. And i got to tell you, if you're a teacher and you're teaching CRT, you're a vile human being. You're a vile human being. If you're teaching that a child, just because he or she is white, they are an oppressor, they're a slave owner, they come from a history and a, and a legacy of slave owners, you're a vile human being if you're teaching CRT, any aspect of CRT. So let's listen now to Ron DeSantis when he signed this piece of legislation and he explained it. This is unbelievable. Listen, this is the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. We are not going to use your tax dollars to teach our kids to hate this country or to hate each other. We believe that every single student matters, every single student counts. We are not going to categorize you based on your race. We are not going to tell uh, some kindergartner that they're an oppressor based on their race and what may have happened 100 or 200 years ago. And we're not going to tell other kids that they're oppressed based on their race. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't succeed in this state. Everybody can succeed. 
fantastic. You know, he, he also said something that I, you know, and this is why I believe in him so much as a presidential candidate, because he's got the cred, he knows what he's doing, uh, he is leading Florida in, in the direction that I believe the country should go. He said, we're here today because we believe in education, not indoctrination. The freedom from having oppressive ideologies imposed upon you without your consent. Whether it be in the classroom or whether it be in the workplace, we decided to do something about it, said Ron DeSantis. That's the kind of leadership we need nationwide. We need somebody who will do that nationwide and restore sanity to the national debate. 210-599-5555. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Democrats win when they do what, when they work on behalf of working people. And we can't just rest on what we've already done. We need to be fighting going forward. There are things that the American people elected us to do, and we still need to get out there and do them. Um, we do that, then we're going to be fine at the elections. That's how that's how democracy works. That is uh, Pocahontas, <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Warren, and Elizabeth Warren is now pushing a an end run around the Constitution and around Congress, and saying that the president just needs to act as king, potentate, dictator, uh, tyrant, whatever, and carry out their agenda. One of the things that is big on her list, of course, is no student loan debt exists anymore. She wants the president just to take his pen and phone and get rid of student loan debt across the board, and it just will not exist anymore, and then free college education uh, for for everyone, particularly minorities. And uh, she's pushing that, and she wants the president to do that with a stroke of a uh, stroke of his pen. She's absolutely uh, bat stuff crazy. We've known that about Pocahontas for quite some time, and uh, you know the stuff that she's pushing is is absolute nonsense. But we do have a president that is already forgiven. Get the number: seventeen billion dollars in student loan debt. Seventeen billion with a B. So he's doing this quietly. He's doing it behind the scenes other than me talking about it. Nobody else is talking about it. When was the last time ABC did a story on it? When was the last time CNN did a story on it? When was la- Yeah, exactly. The last time the New York Times did a story on it, they're not, because they want him to do it peacefully and quietly and just get it done behind the scenes because it's a vote buyer. They think it's a vote getter for them. Twitter is facing mounting pressure now from the shareholders to not let Elon Musk's multi-billion dollar offer get away. The news comes, as Musk has already stated, he's not going to go any higher than the 54.20, but he does have $46.5 billion in financing ready to go to take over and to buy Twitter. A concern is that the board is going to let this go on by because, you know, they don't want any free speech on Twitter. They want to continue to uh, let it be a place for the lunatic left to say what they want to say, but reasonable people won't have a voice over there. And they're willing to forego money to be able to hang on to Twitter to get it to do that. But now a lot of the investors are thinking they may go around the board. So it's going to be interesting uh, this week, I think, uh, we're going to see some more movement in that area. The SEC filing uh, that 
Elon Musk made last week is only for a few days. This offer is only for a few days, so there's going to have to be some sort of move. Maybe Elon comes back and he ups the ante, and maybe we're up to $64 a share instead of the fifty-four twenty a share. At that point, folks, it's, uh, you know, game's over. If he goes higher than what he's already gone, and if he's got the financing to go higher than what he's already gone, there's going to be a revolt of the – and the poison pill that they put in place is going to be interesting to see how they're able to hang on to that uh, because it basically says that the uh, – uh, the the uh, holders of Twitter, the investors in Twitter, the millions of people who hold stock in Twitter would basically be screwed at that point, and they're not going to sit still for that. Today's a big day. The Supreme Court is going to hear arguments on a high-profile case involving a high school football coach reprimanded for post-game prayers on the football field's 50-yard line. It's a story we covered years ago when his first around Joseph Kennedy up in Seattle uh, was the guy who was doing it. And what happened was the coach, after the game, the coach would just go to the 50-yard line and he'd kneel in prayer by himself. Didn't tell his team to do it. Didn't try to encourage anybody else. Uh, when I played, our coach said, take a knee, like we're going to say a prayer. But, of course, that would be so illegal now, and you know, separation of church and state. So he just started to do it. Well, guess what happened? A lot of other people started to join him. Player after player after player started to come out there, and then you know, cheerleaders, and then band members, and then moms and dads. And the next thing you know, there's a bunch of people out there praying. Well, the atheists lost their minds. Yes. <laughs> so, no, you can't do that. Uh-uh, you're on school grounds. You can't pray on school. We don't like God here. <laughs> so uh, his contract ran out. It was not renewed. He's been out of work since then, and uh, it's going to the Supreme Court today. And the Supreme Court uh, obviously is going to issue a ruling probably in June or you know at the beginning of the at the you know summer months. Um, he did file this lawsuit. A federal district court in Washington, a very liberal district court in Washington, found against him. He appealed. They 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 found against him, and so now it's all the way up to the Supreme Court. Uh, one of the big stories of the day is going to be, of course, this man who is from our National Guard who drowned driving, trying to save illegal immigrants who were allegedly also narcotics uh, carriers bringing allegedly narcotics into the United States. And this great American hero, it's a story that happens time and time again where our men and our women go into the Rio Grande to save these illegal immigrants who are trying to get into the country illegally. And, of course, those numbers are going to explode exponentially when Title 42 goes away and we get a bum rush down at the at the border and everybody's coming. And the Rio Grande is going to be filled with people they tell us. This is from the Biden administration. They're going to be coming like crazy. There's already 6,000 standing on the other side of San Diego and Tijuana just ready to step across and into the United States the minute Title 42 goes away. But this cost this National Guard member his life. Well, it is believed to have cost him his life. He still has not been recovered. But, uh, you know, people down there and the governor have said chances are very good that he's that he has passed away from trying to save the lives of illegal immigrants who allegedly were also... Uh, faring drugs into this country. Uh, we're going to reach out to some of the representatives from that area, from Cuellar and Gonzalez and those guys, for comment a little bit later on. Trey Ware, KTSA. The things that he said to uh, the widow of his brother, who he started to have sex with right after his brother died, 
Uh, that's been revealed this weekend as well. So we'll get into we'll get into that. We've been talking about the border. The border is collapsed. Henry Cuellar said the border is is no more. That it's wide open. And Henry Cuellar said that the president's plans. He has seen those plans. He says, and the president's plans are to just as quickly and efficiently as possible get more and more people into the interior of the United States as quickly and as efficiently and under the radar as they can. That is exactly what's been going on. You see it. I see it. We've been to the air. We've seen them on airplanes. They are everywhere. Uh, This administration and our government are the final link in a chain of human smuggling, bringing humans into the United States that begins with coyotes and cartels, and our government has linked up with the coyotes and cartels and their human smugglers. And so you've seen it. In fact, it's it's been widely publicized. I've seen it with my own eyes right over at the cell lot here at the San Antonio International Airport, the bus station downtown. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Let's go to line one. Patrick, you're on KTSA yes. with Trey. Go right ahead. Okay, this weekend I was in Walmart. I'm not going to say which one, but the illegals, they are here, and they are asking for money through the stores. And I actually gave one a dollar and followed them to the parking lot. And I guess that coyote or whoever was out there was slapping them around in the head and asked them, said, this is all you have, just a dollar? go back and get some more money. And this is ridiculous. So I went to the cops, that I thought it was security, but they were actually federal policemen. At least that's what they told me. And I said, well, he said, that's a local thing. And I said, but they're illegals. So he said, okay, we'll check into it. But they never did anything about it. So you're so right. They are here. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I've seen them uh, myself. Yeah. And what you're telling what you're telling us is that they were at a Walmart panhandling, essentially uh, getting money inside the store, running around inside the store. The inside. Wow. The after the customer. And did you happen to see anybody actually give them money, Patrick? I actually gave them a dollar just to get them away from me. And, wow. Uh, and I followed them outside, and that's when I saw a guy dressed up like a soccer uniform on, short pants and everything, like he plays soccer. And he slapped her across the head and asked this, well, wow. is the only thing you have received? Get back wow. there. Where's the other girl? And I said that, but I heard you got in my truck. I left. <laughs> well, thank you, Patrick. I appreciate your call this morning, 210-599-5555. Folks, I hear this kind of story all the time. I mean, you just heard it with your own ears, but this is something that I hear all the time. I get uh, pictures. I get emails. Um, I, I see what the, the damage and the devastation that's down to the south. We now have the story of uh, a man who was being called a, a great American hero who w- went into uh, the Rio Grande to try to save some illegal immigrants from drowning. He is gone now. Uh, they've been looking for him down there since last Friday. No sign of him whatsoever. And then to compound that, to make matters even worse, he was in there saving these guys, and allegedly these guys were were uh, narcs uh, or, or drugs, uh, drug drug carriers, mules carrying the drugs into the United States. So one of our great American heroes from our National Guard goes into the water to say, and that's not an uncommon occurrence, by the way. Our folks go into the water all the time, every day, to save these people. Now, I want you to think for just a minute, what is it going to be like when Title 42 goes away? 
The administration has already said a half a million people in two weeks are going to show up here. 500,000. They've already said that there's 6,000 right now in Tijuana waiting to just step across. They've got a little, uh, they got like a wallish kind of uh, fence there at Tijuana and San Diego. I've been there, I've seen it several times. And you can just step across. And there's 6,000 of them. You remember the Del Rio Bridge last year, right? 6,000 ready just to step across as soon as Title 42 goes away. Henry Cuellar said over the weekend, and boy, this is going to get him in trouble. You know, you know how his own party's been trying to get rid of him, and they got the FBI, to, you know, to come down here right before the election and and do this whole, uh, you know, political hit on him for <laughs> for the TV cameras. We're, we're hauling stuff out of Henry Cuellar's house, and then they announced last week he's not a suspect in anything. He didn't break any laws. He didn't do anything wrong. But they sure made it look like that on television, didn't they? Why? Because Henry's a Democrat who is standing up against against what's going on at the border. And he said, and you just heard Don play some of the sound, what we're seeing is literally an open border. It's an open border. And I have seen the Biden administration's post-Title 42 plan. And it means that they want to bring officers from the northern part down to the southern area. And that's only going to be temporary. And the metric that they're looking at is how do we move the migrants faster from the border to the interior. So what they are doing is they're chartering more airplanes. I told you that about a month ago. They're chartering more buses. I told you that about a month or so ago. So that when this bum rush happens down at the border and we have a a literal invasion at the border, and all these tens of thousands of people are pouring across the border, they just immediately, they don't stop, go, nothing, man, there's no detention center anymore, they are taken by airplane and by bus and distributed all over the United States, specific areas where Democrats need them for votes. And I'm going to tell you more about that as the show goes on this morning. We have evidence that that's exactly what they are doing with these people to put position them for the uh, for the midterms and then for the presidential contest in 2024. Now, our Attorney General from Texas, Ken Paxton, has uh, um, filed a lawsuit against the Biden administration about Title 42. Now, this is similar to what happened with Anthony Fauci. And Anthony Fauci said over the weekend that his word is more important than that judge who turned back the mass mandate, that that we ought to be uh, listening to Anthony Fauci and not the court, says Anthony Fauci. <laughs> Oh, man, you see what happens when you get your own bobblehead? <laughs> you start believing the press on yourself when you go and you sit there with your bobblehead in your hand. And that's what he does. You've seen the video, right? He's sitting there with a bobblehead in his hand, playing with his bobblehead. Anyway, he said his word is more important when it comes to public health than it is a, a judge. Well, actually, the judge didn't find on public health. What the judge found on is the CDC violated the Administrative Procedures Act, which says you have to post something that you want to be a rule, and then you have to get have public comment. The CDC did none of that when it came to mass mandates, and that's what the judge found. Well, guess what? Eliminating Title 42, the Biden administration did the exact same thing. Acting like a two-bit dictator from a third-world country, because that's what he's basically turning the United States into, Joe Biden is going to get rid of Title 42 without posting it and without public comment and without Congress having anything to say about it. Congress is set up and our system of governance is set up so that we have a a say-so in this stuff through Congress. Congress... 
the House of Representatives in particular, is closest to the people, and they are supposed to have a say-so in all of this stuff. And guess what? Didn't happen on any of this. So Henry Cuellar tells the truth. Henry Cuellar says there is no border. It's gone. We have an open border totally and completely. And when Title 42 goes away next month, we are going to have the damnedest mess down at the border you've ever seen in your life with masses and masses and masses of people drowning in that river. Our guys trying to save them. Some of our guys will be losing their lives. And it's all preventable. But they refuse to prevent it because those are voters. Those are votes for the Democrat Party in, in uh, November and for the president in 2024. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Five nine nine fifty five fifty five. That's right, Elaine. There is no coverage of the missing soldier out there. Peter Ducey's talking about that this morning as well. There is no coverage. They refuse to say that one of our great men lost his life trying to save the lives of guys who were getting into the country illegally, but also probably allegedly were carrying dope that would end up in the bodies of our children here. Think about that for a minute. And they won't even talk about it on the mainstream news. You forget about it. They're not going to mention it on the mainstream news. Why? Because it reflects poorly on Joe Biden. And they have circled the wagons on him, and they're doing all they can to protect that man going into the midterms and into uh, 2024. Hey, I want to tell you about uh, my friends at Arthritis Relief Centers in San Antonio. If you're in pain, if you hurt all the time from arthritis pain, man, I get it, okay? I understand exactly what's going on with you because I got the same thing. Years of playing football, years of being really, really active in my life, shoulders hurt, knees hurt, you know, wrist was giving me trouble yesterday, that kind of thing. Well, your friends at the Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio are, are here to get you relief from that pain. What's going on is the cartilage is breaking down in those joints so arthritis relief centers of san antonio comes in with an injection fda approved and it's a gel that they inject into the joint that replaces that cartilage bam you're back in business pain is mitigated then you get you know the the movement back where you can start to move again the limited movement starts to go away all these great benefits are yours from the Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio. We've got to find out if you're a candidate. It's FDA approved and insurance pays for it. So free no obligation screening at 210-944-4902. Arthritis Relief Centers of San Antonio. Give them a holler. Hang on, Johnny. I'm going to get to your call right after the break. And i got two lines open at 210-599-5555. I invite you to join me all morning this morning at 210-599-5555. AccuWeather forecast, well, the much-needed rain looks like it's in the forecast for today. We do need it. I hope we don't get too much of it, but areas could see some heavy, heavy downpours and possible gusty winds. Large hail is a possibility as well. Well, we hit the, the high at midday today, and the temperature starts to go down. So if you haven't left yet, grab an umbrella and a jacket, because when you're headed home this, this afternoon, it's probably going to be rainy where you are and much cooler. We're looking at temperatures in, a, in probably falling to the low 60s by the time the day is over today. So cloudy with a couple of showers and heavy thunderstorms, and the thunderstorms can bring flash flooding and isolated damaging wind gusts. High today about 76, but again, that's in the middle of the day, and then the temperatures start to fall as the front blows through. Tonight, cloudy and cooler with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm at 59. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and cool with some showers, especially in the morning, at a high of 68. And Wednesday, mostly cloudy, a shower and a few spots in the morning, then perhaps a thunderstorm in the afternoon. And a high. Go and check out Blindster.com. Hey, this is Sean Rima, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Under Biden, Pelosi and the radical Dems, it's 
back to America last. Pretty much, pretty much. 623, Trey Ware, KTSA 210-599-5555. Let's go to the phones, Chris. Line one, Johnny, you're on. Good morning, Johnny. Hey, good morning. I uh, got a little, little comment. And when Governor Abbott had first decided that they were going to uh, load up immigrants on the bus and ship them straight to Washington, D.C. at our uh, expense, I thought it was a great idea. Now it sounds like we're doing exactly what they want to do and saving the federal government money at the same time. Yeah, I, we're just I said that the first day. The first day he announced it is exactly what I said. I said it's basically getting involved in the process. Um, I, I do believe it served a purpose. I think that purpose is over with, and it's time to end the program. The purpose was to call attention to what's going on down here, which is nobody pays any attention in D.C. to what's happening in, in South Texas. They they have no clue, and they don't care. And this forced them to take a look at this, and it forced it back into the front page of the media because you saw these people getting off the buses. The very first day, I said, you're basically joining the program, and by giving them a free ride to to Washington, D.C., but then I said, you know, let's do this for a little while because it's going to be an attention getter. We need the attention to be on this problem, but it's time to end the program. It's time to quit it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank, Thank you, man. Pre- appreciate it. Let's go to line two, and uh, who is on line two? Daryl, you're on KTSA. Go ahead, Daryl. Yes, sir. I'd like to know the names of these NGOs. It's time that we identify their behavior. I'd like to know who sits on the board. I'd like to know who finances them. We can't just call them an NGO. We need to identify who they are. I would like to know if my church denomination is financing part of this. Good one, man. You are opening up a keg of worms. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Well, we can start with Catholic Charities, right? They're probably the most well-known uh, of the ones that have been aiding and abetting these folks to get into the country. And, yes, they get taxpayer money. They probably get it from your church, probably. Um, I don't know what church you go to, but, yes, uh, they have been involved in this for quite some time. In fact, that infamous case here a number of years ago where the illegal immigrants were found in the truck over by Splashtown and the chief went down there and the chief of police rescued them and handed them off. They gave them, uh, they, they were handed off to an organization as far as as far as what the chief told me on the air Raesis, which is another one of these ngos and uh, and catholic charities and then they took them and distributed them throughout gave them clothes food all that stuff and then distributed them throughout the country here's what uh, i recommend you do because there's so many of them that it's hard for me to to cover them all on the air and go into their backgrounds just google go on google Take a look at the NGOs that are helping illegal immigrants. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll see the names on there, and then you can do a little bit of digging. and, and, and go, You can actually go to that NGO site and see where they are doing, you know, where they're, where they're getting their funding and all that kind of stuff. Uh, many of them are 501c3 organizations, so that's public information. It should be readily available just with, with doing a search. Uh, but the NGOs have been involved in this because... None of these politicians on the right or the left, Democrat or Republican, want to touch this issue. They they push it off just like they did uh, in in fomenting the the uprisings. Now for forty years in Ukraine, they used NGOs. And so, and so did George Soros and others used NGOs in Ukraine to foment uprisings there, used NGOs on our streets of this country for years now, fomenting 
uprisings uh, meant to bring about an overthrow of the government, which is what BLM was two summers ago. And now they are distributing uh, illegal aliens all over the United States. And yes, there are churches, and yes, there are taxpayer dollars that go to them. Thank you for the call. Let's go to line one. And Jim, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, sure. I think maybe some of us ought to introduce ourselves to some of these pilots that are doing this and have a little come-to-Jesus meeting with them. Well, you know, uh, and, and for what? I mean, just have a conversation with them about doing what? Well, that, that's all I'm going to say on the radio. All right. Well, thank you, Jim. Um, I, you know, these guys are hired. There's, uh, they're making two hundred uh, on average two hundred and twenty thousand uh, dollars to fly these folks everywhere, and they're doing a job for their companies. That's all I can tell you about that. Um, I, I, you know, I, I am totally against the violence. I'm totally against uh, in the in the face confrontation on this. If you want to confront somebody and have a conversation with them, have a conversation with your lawmaker about this. Because they're the ones that could ultimately get this stopped, and they won't. So, 210-599-5555. And ultimately, ultimately, turning out in November in a huge way. And I'll just say this again. You're being played in the national media right now. You're being told that Republicans are going to run the tables in November. That's what you're being told to the national media, and they're doing that on purpose because they want Republicans to go fishing and not come vote. But, folks, it can't just be a handful because I'm going to tell you they're going to cheat the system. I'll tell you about it when I get back. When we come back after the break, I'm going to tell you about what they're doing to try to cheat the system. Again, not only through mail-in ballots, uh, but some of the, the hanky-panky, if you will, that they are playing and going to play in the midterms and going to play in 2024. So the red vote, conservatives, Republicans, whatever, has got to be so overwhelming that you overcome all of that. But you're being told that it will be overwhelming and they don't need your vote. Don't worry about voting because, man, the Republicans going to win so big time that they don't need you to come. Go fishing. Go hang out with the grandkids on Election Day. Don't need you to vote. It's going to be easy. It's going to be a cakewalk for Republicans. No, it's not. Because of the behind-the-scenes stuff the Democrats are going to pull. Back in a minute, Trey Ware on KTSA for my friends over at Amity Bank. That's my bank. David McGee is my friend, and Amogee Bank is your family bank. It's all about families. Whether it is your personal family business or whether it is a business that your family has, Amogee is all about families, and they are dedicated to helping families do what's right and do the best thing with their money. And Amogee will talk with you about that. They'll guide you through the, the maze of what to do to make sure you are keeping your money and growing your money, uh, managing your money well. All of those things that Amogee can do for your family and your family-run business. Family-run businesses are fun. They're exciting. They're dynamic. And they are certainly rewarding if you have a family-run business. But they're also challenging. There are challenges. There's a, the relationship dynamic and all of those things. And Amogee, as your family bank, can help you get through all of that. And with $12 billion, more than $12 billion in assets, they have the assets to loan so that your family-run business has the backing and the stability of what they need or what you need. That's Amogee N.A. Member F. Visit RoofixSA.com. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. 
You have the House, you have the Senate, you have the White House, and you're still crying about voter suppression. What? How, how much more voter suppression because do you need? Because I don't what have. Point five are you going? At what point are you going to move? At what point are you going to move from talking about voting suppression and moving into outcomes? Exactly right. <laughs> Six thirty-nine. Trey Ware, KTSa two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Especially now. That Dinesh D'Souza is out with his brand new documentary called 2,000 Mules. Have you heard about this 2,000 Mules from Dinesh? Man, I need to have him on. The evidence is starting to emerge of systematic schemes to subvert the electoral process. We certainly knew of big tech and how they censored anybody on the conservative side that was running in the last election, including the President of the United States. We also know that Mark Zuckerberg took $400 million and got out to vote in strong Democrat strongholds to overwhelm the vote uh, from Republicans. But now in 2000 Mules, it's an upcoming documentary by Dinesh D'Souza talking about suspicious ballot harvesting. What he did, using cell phone geo-tracking and surveillance videos, he goes through and shows a network of mules in battleground states collecting ballots from get-out-the-vote NGOs, stuffing them a few at a time into multiple drop boxes in the dead of night. True the Vote bought 3 trillion geolocation signals from cell phones that were near drop boxes and also near election nonprofits. From October 1st, 2020 through the election November 3rd, in Georgia, the end date covered through January 6th with the runoff. Then they went searching for mules, operatives, those who would pick up the ballots from election NGOs like Stacey Abrams' outfit called Fair Fight Action, and then carried them to different drop boxes, depositing them between three to ten ballots in each box before they move on to the next one. Middle of the night, we see them on video, got their cell phone tracking data. Catherine Engelbrecht is a founder of True the Vote. She chose the term mule because she said it feels a lot like a cartel. It feels like trafficking. This is the essence of ballot trafficking, she said. You have the collectors. You have the stash houses, which are the nonprofits. And you have the mules that are doing the drops. Data analyst Greg Phillips set a threshold for each mule to visit at least 10 drop boxes within a defined area and at least five visits to one or more NGOs. For example, in the Atlanta metro area, they drew a line around 309 drop boxes and bought all the cell phone data of people that had been near those drop boxes and the NGOs. That narrowed the search to 2,000 mules. 2,000. Then they went looking for public surveillance camera footage of those drop boxes, and all they found 4 million minutes across the country. Stunning results, folks, stunning. When a mule is matched with video and the cell phone data, you can see the scheme actually come to life right in front of you. A car pulls up at a drop box after midnight, and a man gets out. He looks around, 
just to make sure the coast is clear. He approaches the box. He stuffs in a handful of ballots and hightails it out of there. Then he goes to the next box and the next box and the next box and the next box over and over again. This guy's stuffing the ballot boxes. After December 23rd, 2020, Phipps noticed that the mules in Georgia started wearing gloves. Ha <laughs> ha. Didn't want anybody to find the fingerprints on the ballots. He then pinpoints the change to an indictment for ballot stuffing handed up in Arizona December 22nd. When that indictment came down, that's when they started to wear gloves. The way the FBI nailed them was with fingerprints, and after that, the mules started wearing gloves. So in the middle of the night, they pull up in their cars. They go to the NGO. They get a ton of ballots. Then they go to these ballot boxes in the middle of the night. Midnight, 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. The reason you do it then is because what the only time, the only reason you do something in the dark and night is because you don't want to be seen. But there are cameras. So you see them pull up, and you see them take a handful of ballots, and now they're wearing gloves and dumping them in the ballot boxes. And this data pattern is unmistakable. In D'Souza's uh, documentary here, there's a spider web of routes taken by various mules between the NGOs and the drop-off boxes. For each of these 2,000 mules, the average number of drop-box visits was 38, with an average five ballots deposited per visit. That is 380,000 suspect votes. Big enough to change the election results, for show. Sure. D'Souza then breaks down the numbers to see if they would have changed the outcome of the election in Michigan. 500 mules averaging 50 drop box visits at five ballots per drop. 125,000 suspected votes. In Wisconsin, 100 mules averaging 28 drop box visits each. 14,000 suspected votes. In Georgia, 250 mules average 24 drop box visits. 30,000 suspected votes, more than enough to overcome Biden's 12,000 vote advantage. Then you got Georgia, Arizona, Philadelphia, etc. This is what happened in the last election. So when you hear me talk about the mail-in ballots, when you hear me talk about how this past election, in my view, was cheated by mail-in ballots, this is what I'm talking about. They locked everybody up at home because of COVID, locked their candidate up at home because of COVID and the fact that he has some sort, some form of, of dementia. And they carried out this scheme with these NGOs and these mules running these ballots that were mail-in ballots to these drop-off boxes that they had strategically placed in various locations. And D'Souza has blown the lid off of this by finding the cell phone video or the cell phone data and the and the video showing these so-called mules. It's a good name for them going to these NGOs, picking up ballots and running them to these places. This is what I'm talking about when I say get ready. Because you're hearing that red wave in, in November. Oh, don't, don't, don't buy into that. Because these people are dead serious about doing the exact same thing again in November. Why? Because they will cheat, they'll lie, they'll steal, they'll sell their mother and all of their children to stay in power. 
They are soulless human beings, the lunatics on the left, and they care about one thing and one thing only. They don't care about the law. They don't care about a sense of fairness, certainly. They don't care about anything other than staying in power. Why? Because to them, the ends justify the means. As long as they remain in power and they can can, uh, project and direct the narrative and the agenda for this country, they think all is fair and love and war. And as a conservative, as a Republican, if you call yourself that or whatever, you can't take the election off. The only way that you're going to overcome it is make sure that we're talking about this and you're talking about this kind of thing. Around the coffee pot this morning when you get to work, you talk about this story that I just shared with you and make sure that everybody turns out because it's going to take everybody turning out to turn back the cheat. Everybody. Hey, Pecos Fence Company, the best in Texas at building, maintaining, repairing fences of all kinds at Pecos Fence Company. You know, their bailiwick is really uh, cedar privacy fences. That's that's what people rely on them for. Neighborhoods, homeowners all over Texas have trusted our friends at Pecos Fence Company for gorgeous, great, solid cedar privacy fences. But, you know, they do so much more. Ornamental steel fences as well. If you don't want the cedar look, maybe you want steel. Okay, cool. Well, if you're putting in a pool. You can call Pecos Fence Company because, you know, the city rules are, city ordinances are, and most cities are this way. You've got to have a good, solid fence with a self-locking gate around your pool. Well, Pecos can build that for you. Or if you got a business and you're trying to protect the assets of your business, whether those assets are uh, vehicles or buildings, your friends at Pecos Fence Company can build security fences for your commercial application as well. Just everything. When it comes to fencing, man, they do it all at Pecos Fence Company. And a great price and friendly folks. Get you a free estimate uh, from your friends at Pecos Fence Company. Just give them a call. 210-655. Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Stocks plunged on Friday with the Dow Jones suffering its worst one-day loss since the height of the pandemic, losing nearly a 1,000 points. The Standard & Poor's 500 and the Nasdaq Composite each gave up more than 2.5% to end the week. All right, let's talk with Carl Eggers from CreatingRichAlives.com. What's on your list this morning, Carl? You want to talk about that? Yeah, I mean, we saw the, like they just said, we saw the, the biggest sell-off Friday that we've seen since uh, really the, the depths of the pandemic. And so the market's really grappling with the Fed serious. <laughs> they're going to raise interest rates, and they're not only going to raise them a quarter of a point, they're going to raise them a half a point. So, you know, they're they're essentially going to make your money markets and CDs pay a little more. And everybody thinks, well, isn't that a good thing? But they're trying to slow the inflation down. And at the same time, they're walking a real tightrope here because when they raise interest rates aggressively, like they're planning on doing, they run the risk of the economy slowing too far, too fast. And so that's really what the market's struggling with right now is, are they really going to do this or not? Um, and so we saw a pretty broad-based sell-off Friday and all of last week, uh, pretty much across the board. And so right now, and, and, and listen, Trey, this is, this is one of the worst, if not the worst, bond market that I've seen in my entire career. I've been doing this since 1995. So we're seeing a pretty darn bad bond market. And the, the, the hard part about that is all the people listening are told all the time, hey, if you want to be safe, just put your money in bonds and the 401k and so forth. And, and that's the safer part. That's actually been the riskier part this year. It's been pretty darn bad. And so now we're looking at not only is the stock market down, but the bond market is down, and so investors are really scared right now. Yeah, yeah. And so what should they do? 
Well, you know, we're at a point, I think, where both bonds and stocks are looking a little more attractive because people need to realize, you know, when you, when you see what's going on right now, the stock market always is looking in advance, three to six months. And so a lot of the bad news that we're seeing right now is being priced into the stock market. So don't think just because things may be getting worse on the economic front that the stock market's just now reacting to it. That's the reason it has been going down this year and bonds have been going down as they've been, it's been predicting a slower economy, a tighter federal reserve. And so at this point, you know, you really need to say, okay, are are things going to get incrementally better from here? And, and, and I think they, they very well could. I mean, I, I, I think actually we may have seen inflation peak recently, not, not the fact that prices will go down, but how fast they've been rising, I think they may start to slow down a bit. Um, again, it may not feel great to people because prices will still be rising on all the goods. It just won't be going up as fast as we've been seeing all of 2022. And so the market may start to sniff that out and and realize, hey, things may be incrementally getting a little better. And you may see a rally in stocks and bonds at some point. But again, right now, <clears throat> most of this is chopping around and it's a game of chicken. Whether the Fed has the strength. To actually raise rates All right. as aggressively as they want. All right. Thank you, Carl. Appreciate it. Carl Eggers is here. We're creating RicherLives.com. He's here every Monday at this time. We talk about money and markets and stuff like that. Coming up next is Warren Rima. Sean is off today. So we'll carry it solo today and take your calls. More on the border coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA.